Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. You are joined, as per usual, by your host and mindset coach, Inez Bai. And today I'm keeping it real with you. I have just gotten my period. It is full force cramp nation. Luckily, I bought myself a weighted blanket a week ago. All of you were giving me the recos on it on my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, definitely do that. Come and hang out. And as by my handle is always in the show notes. Um, But I got a weighted blanket last week and I didn't realize it would be so comforting for my period. The main reason that I got it was to improve my sleep quality because I'm all about ensuring that I'm taking as good of care of myself as possible so that I can then show up for my business, my clients, my friends, my family, my partner, everything else, because it all starts with us. That's why being Taking care of yourself is not selfish. Prioritizing yourself isn't selfish. The more that you do that, the more that you're actually able to give to everyone else and you're not expecting other people to lift you up. Anyway, very much of a side note. Today, we have a interview with a very special gal. Her name is Vanessa. She is a mindset coach and she's an absolute badass babe like she's just so empowering she's so full of life and energy just being around her makes me feel like I want to do things and get shit done so I'm really really excited to be bringing you this conversation so that you can also totally ride that wave as well I have left her links in the show notes Um, as per usual really helps support the podcast I've been doing this for like two three years now and it really really helps support the podcast when you leave a rating you leave a review you take a screenshot of this and share it on your Instagram stories so that I can also connect with your audience and you tag me because it makes my heart glow out of my chest when I see who is listening to this podcast. So thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome. I'm here with Vanessa. She's just had a huge gulp of water, so she is hydrated. She is ready to go. Um, you've also had surfing lessons this morning, which is a very, I don't know what the weather's like in Byron, but it has literally been bucketing down here in Sydney. So I don't know what the vibe was up there, but very brave of you. How are you feeling? I am feeling pretty <laughs> pumped. Yeah. I did go surfing this morning and it was pissing down rain and in the uh, surf when you were in surfing. The surf, yeah. But I had my first lesson today, really proud of myself. And I was able to stand on a board. I've been able to skim through the wave and I've been able to like break in the water like break myself which is you know a lot to do in one lesson so I mean I'm now that hot surfer Byron girl and I just you know my ego is astronomically inflated right now like astronomically like I walk <laughs> around like that bitch like I am that bitch the next thing I'm gonna do is buy a skateboard and skate through town oh my gosh no one can oh, <laughs> we love to see it I'm literally cheering that on you're gonna be a pro surfer in the next couple of months dress for the job you want not for the job you have I say exactly. 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 I um actually bought a skateboard a couple of months ago, maybe like six months ago, and it's so hard to skate in Sydney because there's just like cars going around everywhere. But mm-hmm. you're giving me the inspiration to get back into it because it's so fun and it's so good to do something just for the fun of it, which is something I'm always recommending my clients. And like the thing I love about like skating or surfboarding or like I don't know whatever you're doing trapezing is that like it gets off your phone it makes you be really present and you just like focus on one thing during the time and you just like really get in the vibe and you always are in such a good mood afterwards like you never regret really like going for a surf even when it's 
pouring down with rain. Like last weekend on Sunday here in Sydney, it was like 19 degrees, cloudy, but I was feeling just a bit stuck, like a bit like vibe. Mm. And I said to my girlfriend, let's just go for a swim. And she was like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, I don't want to go for a swim. (laughs) And I was like, no, it'll be really good for us because it was like cloudy, you know, Sunday. She's like, let's just chill and watch movies. And I drag her out to the beach. Everyone's staring at us because I'm forcing her to strip down into her bikini. I'm like, let's do it. It'll be so good for us. Like, I just felt like doing something really like a bit crazy and just like Mm. drastic. Mm. So we plunge into the water and she was like, no, I'm putting my foot down. Like, she's like, I never say no to you. Classic. Cause you know, who wears the pants? But she was like, I'm never say no to you. And I'm just going to, I don't want to go for a swim. And I was like, fine. I was like, but think about it. Are you really going to feel worse about it afterwards? And she was like, Oh, I don't know. And that's the thing about those experiences, even though it is uncomfortable, like jumping into water or going surfing or whatever it might be, if you're doing something for the first time, Mm. it's like, are you really going to feel worse afterwards? Like, are you really going to regret plunging into that water and like just coming out a fresh human being? Are you really going to regret going for a surf, even though it's pouring in the rain? It's like, no, because it's getting you to have a full body experience. You're like shifting the energy, especially when you're going into the water, you're like connecting to mother nature. And it's just something that sometimes what you need to do. And like, you have control of putting yourself in that situation rather than what so many of us wait to do and think, okay, well, I'll wait for, you know, this opportunity to be handed to me on a silver platter and it needs to be really comfortable for me. And I need to feel really like every part of me needs to be ready. And it's like, if you wait, it's not going to come. Like if you wait, you'll be waiting forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like a part of me was like, you know what? A hot surfer boy is going to knock on my bedroom door and be like, Come on, sexy, let's go surfing. Yes. But unfortunately, it did not end up that way. I had to book surfing lessons, but I do agree with you where it's like, you know, I tell my clients this, like your comfort zone and your best self cannot coexist together. Either way, you're mm-hmm. suffering. So you either suffer in your comfort zone knowing that you're not going to get anywhere or you suffer going out of your comfort zone and just pushing yourself. And like, I've been putting these surfing lessons off for five months. I am so guilty. Five bloody months, Inez. I moved to Byron to surf. Five months. And now that I've done my first lesson, I'm like, holy shoot. This whole time, like, I love it. I pick it up so quickly. I'm going to keep surfing now. And so it's like, you know, you never know until you do it. And I've never regretted anything that I've done, especially anything new. But I have regretted doing nothing and just laying in bed on TikTok or like Mm. something because, you know, it's just easy. Like I've never been like, yes, this was so good in my body. Maybe my mind might be really happy because it doesn't need to like go out of the comfort zone. But my body is just like, really, Vanessa, like this, you're doing this when you know that you could be doing that. And it's not like it's my body isn't speaking speaking to me in a very harsh way. My body just knows that it always wants to try new things, expansive things. Whereas my mind is very closed. Um, and so yeah, I think everything you you said and just taking your girlfriend out to the beach, perfect. I do that as well. Love it. I love it because I'm the exact same. Like if I feel like crap, I will do something that like shakes me up. Like because I'm like I got to get out of this funk somehow. somehow. Yeah. Um, which is why I did surfing lessons. So. Yeah, because I felt like really stagnant in my body. And I think learning something new or just shocking the body is the best way to kind of get you out of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And this is how you know we're both 
mindset coaches because it could just be your average surfing surfing lesson could just be your average dip in the ocean but oh no we dissect it and we're like this is going to be up for our spiritual growth and we're going to be transformed afterwards but like honestly with a dash of intention everything can be so much more of a valuable lesson right and that's something that I'm really really big on it's like I'm not just going for a swim in the ocean because I am like a taskmaster that's forcing myself to do something that's like kind of painful and cold and annoying it's like I'm doing it because I want to shift the energy. I want to feel different. I want to get out of my head and into my body. Like what you were saying, like your mind loves to just be in its comfort zone. It wants to stay at home. It wants to just watch Netflix. And obviously sometimes that is fine. And I totally encourage you to do that. And also making sure that you have a balance of putting yourself out of your comfort zone so that you can learn new things, so that you're listening to your body, so that you're flexing your intuition. I get asked constantly, how do I listen to my intuition better? How do I make better decisions? And it's like by taking action on the things that your body is telling you to do so that you can hear it loudly. Like it's not just you sitting at home trying to hone into your intuition muscle. It's like we need to go and embody it, which means you have to get into your body, aka taking action on the things. So I want to hear from you as well, like moving up to Byron, what was that all about? What was that journey like? So interestingly, interestingly enough, it came from my intuition. So yeah. I have lived in Sydney for the past 23, 24 years. So I'm 25 now, right? And this was November last year. I decided to come for a holiday. And I remember on the third day, I was sitting at a beach and I don't know why, Inez, I was like, I need to be here. There's just something, there's something in Byron where I just need to be here. And I would be kidding myself if I didn't listen to my intuition. I would be kidding myself. And I've never felt that way before. Like, because in Sydney, I used to, before I came on, came on my holiday to Byron, I was very frazzled. I felt very, like, not very aligned. But for the first time in Byron, I felt really aligned. And I was like, there's something here. So then I was like, screw it. Drop everything. I quit my job. I moved out. I sold everything. I said goodbye. I let my parents know, like, two days before I was driving <laughs> up. Like, I was like, I'm just going. And then I came to Byron and at first I was so scared. I was so scared because I'm like, what am I doing? I've, I don't have a job. I have nothing. I just have my car with my belongings. Um, and then through that, I have met interesting, like, so the amount of people that I've met that I've like, oh, it's insane. Like, I feel as if I never moved to Byron, I would not be where I am right now. Mm. And it's like purely because I listen to my body and my intuition and my heart, like, and I think the biggest thing is that when we don't listen to our intuition, our intuition gives up eventually. And the, like, and like, I have, I've never felt my intuition in like four years because I worked a nine to five office job that killed my soul. But the moment I moved to Byron, I was like, it came back up again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never felt this before. Got to come. And then I had my spiritual awakening. And then I was like, shit, I actually feel like I could heal people because I've healed myself. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a coach. And then three months later, I'm a full-time coach. So here I am. So yeah, that's my little life spiel. That's the spiel. Manifestation queen. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I've had experiences like that too. I mean, I feel like Byron's so special. It really does have this just this vibe of like being really relaxed and kind of just open. And mm. the thing is, is like when you're, so I'm, I live in Sydney as well. And when you're in a city all the time, you can get very caught up in just like the, 
you know, being a, a cog in the machine and you're just go, go, go all the time and you're feeling stressed and you're feeling like you're not keeping up and you're running out of time and everyone's getting further than you. And it's just like very quickly, if you're not like aware of it or you don't have like, you know, I don't know, the right support system or whatever it might be, you can just fall down this spiral. And I love what you said that like your intuition will only try and tell you things for a finite amount of time. Like if you don't take action, if you don't feed your intuition, if you don't nourish your soul, of course it's going to feel suffocated and malnourished and like it's just not a thing that's there anymore. And I remember maybe like two or three years ago going on a holiday to Byron and I've been a coach now for four years and I really don't take that much time off just because I love it. But I took, I think, two weeks off for like the first time in a really long time. And the first couple of days you kind of like resisted as well. Like the first, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I should be doing more. I should be doing something or whatever it might be but then I really felt my nervous system start to calm down and my breath started to slow down and I just started feeling like a lot more in the present moment Mm. and I started having all of these like realizations of like oh like I can't even there wasn't like a big like light bulb moment but I was just kind of like you're all good like I just had this feeling of like you're on the right path and then I realized oh okay I want to move to this other place in Sydney and I actually want to do this other thing and I just like all of these questions that I'd had in my mind of like what I was going to do because it was like I went for a trip over New Year's and I was like what is this year going to look like and everything just came up for me and I know now the reason why that was is because when you're again sitting at home trying to figure out what your life's purpose is or when you're you know trying to figure out in between going to work catching the train going to dinner seeing your friends doing all these commitments and you're sitting there in the middle of being really busy you you get really frustrated at yourself for not knowing the answer then and there and you're like this isn't logical this doesn't make sense I don't have any certainty that your nervous system is so hyped up that you're actually completely cut off from your nervous system so when I went to Byron and I disconnected from my phone I disconnected from everything really naturally my body was able to communicate to me again my intuition like literally bubbled up out of my body and was like, do this, do this, go and do this. And a lot of the things didn't really make sense. Like for me, the year before that, I was like, okay, you're going to like move to, you know, live closer to the beach. And I had this download of wanting to live in the city. And I just like did that. And I've moved here and I've lived here ever since. And it's felt really, really like exactly where I was meant to be. And I've had some, like, it's been a really, really good decision for me, but it was just one of those things that like at the time I was like, oh, it doesn't really make sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm so glad that I did take action on it because so many things have unfolded that I could never, ever, ever have predicted. Mm. So tell us, about like moving to Byron and like taking that huge leap. How do you feel like the universe met you halfway? And what are some of the things that have unfolded for you? Like, how did you find your house? How did you figure all of these things out? Okay, that's that's a very jam-packed question. So I'm going to try and keep it simple, but there's a lot of things that the universe has, like the universe has just been so abundant with me. So I moved here and I ran into a stranger And I talk to everyone all the time. Like when I see someone that gives me good energy, I just go, hi, you have good energy. Can we talk? I want to be friends. Like I'm that, I'm like a a golden retriever. Like I just love people. I love that. And she was like, yeah, let's hang out. So we started hanging out. And then within the first 15 minutes, she was like, oh, I'm working with a healer. And I've never heard of a healer before in my life, right? And it's um, so Byron though. <laughs> it's so Byron. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's like, you know, I was still very like Sydney city girl. I was like, yeah. I don't believe in, you know, spirituality and like, you know, trauma living in the body. Like what? No. And so then she told me about this guy and I was like, oh, okay. And then she was like, oh, it's like $1,500 for a week 
of his healing. And I, I remember that I, my heart was like, whoa, but yes. And my mind was like, don't spend that money. Do not spend that money. It's so expensive. You could be spending on A, B, and C. But my intuition came through again. So the first time it came through was me moving to Byron. The second time was this healer. And I was like, 1,500, that's a lot of money. But I was like, just do it. It's only 1,500. See what comes out of it. I did it. And I swear to God, I don't know what happened, but it was like, I met myself. Like he mm. brought me to meet myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, like the universe put this stranger on my path for me to meet this healer who lives in Sydney to then do healing with me over the phone, over the phone, three hours. And that was it. Like three, like one hour sessions, three times a week. That was it. And then he was actually the one that was like, Vanessa, like, you know, you like, you don't even need three sessions. Like I easily could have done all this in one session, one to one to two sessions. Like you have the gift in healing people because you just get it. You get everything that I say. And then he was like, cause he does like subconscious reprogramming. Mm. And he was just like, Vanessa, like, you know, I've studied this for 17 years and you just get it like that. Like your intuition is so strong. Like you're just so, you're, this is it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So then, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I could be a healer as well. And then that's when I was just on like Instagram. And then I saw Matt putting mm. the online coach academy on his story. And I was like, oh, mate, I was like, so much money. It's like the money block came again. I was like, oh, is it worth it? But then I was like, that $1,500, like that is nothing to me compared to the growth that I've had. Like any money spent on yourself is never wasted. Holy shit. Like I cannot even fathom spending money on anything else but myself now. It's insane. So then I was like, okay, Matt's online coach academy just came out of nowhere. And I was like, all right, do it. So then I signed up. Right. And then I actually canceled the call with Matt. Cause I was like, no, 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 no. It's too much. It's too much. But then a part of me was like, oh, Vanessa, just do it. So I messaged Matt privately and I was like, hey, look, I'm scared, but I want to get on a call because I want to run towards my fears. He was like, love it. So he squeezed me in last minute. And I think about, I just think, imagine if I never worked with Matt and I never met you and Nez. Like, it's just insane. Mm -hmm. Something in my body again that was like, do it. Money doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. And I was like, fuck, okay. So then I went and I got on a call with Matt and I could feel this resistance in my body. It was like, what are you doing? My mind was like, what are you doing, Vanessa? You know, you just, you, you just worked with a healer and you think that you're going to be a coach now? Like, who do you think you are? This is only like being four weeks of you just healing. Like, how can you just go and be a coach? But my body was like, dude, you're ready. Like, it's it. in your DNA, you're sweet. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take my money. And I just slammed the car down and I did it. And I was like, what did I do? But then there was a sense of relief. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. my intuition was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And like, even throughout the program, I felt like the underdog. I felt like, you know, you know you've had like four, three, four years in coaching. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has has had a lot of experience. And I just came in just fresh into my spiritual awakening and healing journey. Basically had my spiritual awakening with that healer. And then my mind was like, how can you just go and like heal others? Like it genuinely doesn't make sense. But my intuition, man, I'm telling you, it was like, you are ready. You are so ready. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. I did it. And then, yeah, I went into the coaching academy feeling so inadequate because you know you and like all these other beautiful beautiful coaches have been in the game for like five ten years and I'm like what am I doing here what am I doing is this a big mistake and I have just I don't know surrendered and allowed myself to just see how I went and you know a part of me thinks oh what if I waited till I was ready 
right? What if I went against my intuition? I listened to my mind and I was like, oh, you're not ready. You need to do two years of healing work before you can be a coach to heal other people. Mm. You know, like you're not deserving. Like, how can you just, you worked with one person and you think you're all that. Like my mind was very strong, but my heart was just like, dude, like you're sweet. You're sweet. And so, um, and I think what really helped me to move forward in doing the coaching program is like, I've gone through a lot in my life. Like from a very young age, you know, I had narcissistic parents. And then as I moved into my teenage years, I was bullied in high school. And then like, before I became 20, before I turned 20, sorry, before I turned 20, I got diagnosed with like an incurable STD, which, like sh- which shook my identity up. So I was already on the healing journey. Mm. and like my body was like dude you've gone through a lot of trauma that you've been able to dissolve and transform into power so this healer has just kind of helped you come home to yourself mm. has removed all your limiting beliefs everything that you are has is already there like you already you already are a coach just a healer just removed all the bullshit that you that you're not enough and I was like oh <gasps> Cause I had a conversation with the universe and I was getting some downloads and I was like, Oh my gosh. And then, so now I'm in the coaching Academy where we finished now. And like, you know, my TikTok is blown up. I've got eight clients now and I'm just, you know, on this beautiful podcast, which is, you know, very, very thankful and grateful that I'm here. And yeah. And I just feel like the universe has put everyone and everything in my path for my highest good, even the painful experiences. I feel that everything needed to happen the way that it did for me to be where I am to help other people. So, mm. yeah. Amazing. I love hearing this. I could just chat to you for hours. So it's like so good to hear all the backstory. Um, and that like, you know, it's so true at every single level. Like you are saying, even though maybe you were in the coach Academy with like, I've been running my business for four years and other people have been in the game. It's like at every level, it doesn't matter how far along you get on your spiritual journey or how much work you do on yourself or how long you've been running your business at every freaking level, there's always feels like the ego is always there. The mind is always trying to keep you smaller. The mind always wants to keep you in what it already knows. And so it's just like, yeah, if you wait till you're ready, you'll be waiting forever. It's like, you'll just be waiting forever. Um, And I'd love to know from you as well. I know that you work with your clients, like healing their trauma and their mindset. So how did you go through that process then of like what you were saying, dissolving your own trauma and then being able to come to this experience of working with this healer and now being where you're at now? Like, how have you like been able to come to this place where you're like, even though some shitty things have happened to me, I know that it was all for a reason. That's a very, I don't know. I'm trying to think like, it's very, I think for the longest time, I have always been into self-development and healing. So, you know, when I, when I had all that shit happen to me in high school and had my SED diagnosis and I had to deal with everything, I kind of, I don't know. I always had, I've always, I've always been a very positive person. So I knew from a very young age that everything that I was going through served a purpose, even if I knew, if, even if I didn't know what the purpose was yet, if that makes sense. Mm. And what was the question again? Sorry, can you repeat it? Like, how did you dissolve all of your trauma? How did you let go of it and come to this place where you can be grateful for it? I don't think I fully have dissolved all my trauma, but I would say that I've been able to reduce the amount of time I allow myself to go through a trigger. Mm. Uh, 
when it comes to like the body and storing the trauma in the body, I'd say that I've been doing a lot of healing work with healers. So I do a lot of Reiki, a lot of like, I actually want to get into womb healing because my solar plexus is very like congested and I've done like source healing and all. So I would say that, but I'm not too sure. I, 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 I think I just allow, I also allow the fact that, you know, I, I acknowledge the fact that I do still have trauma mm. in my body and that in itself kind of allows my body to like relax. And it's interesting because it's like once you acknowledge something, it doesn't come back harder. It's like yeah. when you and not acknowledge that you're tra- you have trauma, that's when the trauma comes and like punches you in the face. But once you're, you're, not, you're, you're like, okay, look, I've got trauma around A, B and C. It's like, okay not too bad and then like yeah I kind of like I don't know I still feel as I'm a work in progress on that I, I don't really have an answer for you on that and I think that's a beautiful thing because I don't yeah. everyone has an answer probably because I don't want to dissolve I, I really don't want to dissolve all my trauma I feel yeah. as though keep it a little bit spicy you know what I mean like keep it a little bit spicy like I <laughs> if anything with my trauma I like to see what triggers me Mm. Fun. I'm like okay what triggers me I'm like oh is this my trauma or is this someone else's trauma before me you know because I believe in like trauma being passed down and so for me I kind of take a positive outlook on my trauma I think okay like this triggers me why why am I not why am I stuck here why am I stuck here so if anything it's more like an invitation for me to get to know myself a bit deeper so yeah hopefully yeah. that makes sense No, that makes such perfect sense. And like, yeah, I think it's unrealistic to expect that we're going to be completely healed and like things, you know, and also like this idea as well that sometimes we have gone through a process of healing something that happened to us in the past or, you know, our inner child, which is a lot of of the work that we've recently done in the online coaching academy. Um, But then it comes up again and we can very quickly go to blame ourselves or think like, oh, you know, we should have already been over this or why am I having the same issue again? And it's like, life is so much more dynamic than that. Life is not just, okay, well, I've healed this one lesson and now I'm on to lesson B or whatever. Like, and that, you know, I feel like we're kind of drilled into that um, idea because of the way that we go through school and the way that we're supposed to go through life. Like here's the one step, then you do the next step, then you do the next step and then you're finished and then you move to the job and then you get the house and then you get married and then like, boom, 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 everything's just meant to happen in an order. But life is just like I said, it's so much more dynamic than that. And like, we were even talking just before I was saying to you, like, I I feel like we can do so much work on ourselves and we can become really independent and really healed, especially as like a single person. And then you enter into a relationship and it, it's just a whole other ball game and everything you feel like you've learned actually goes out the window. Like I adore my girlfriend to bits, but there are so many parts of our relationship that do trigger me. And it's always an opportunity for me to think, okay, how can I take responsibility for this in the moment rather than playing the victim and being like, it's her fault or why is life so hard for me? It's like, it's so unproductive. And I used to be like that, like for the, for the longest time for me, I never, ever had that feeling like what you were describing of like, oh, I'm going through all of this because I feel like, like now I feel like that when I go through something now, I'm like, I know that there's going to be some sort of like greater message or purpose to it. But when I was younger, like probably pre even 23, like, honestly, I wasn't even connected to my intuition until I was 23. I just like felt like it was really woo woo. And like, like, I don't know. I just like didn't, wasn't really around people that fostered that kind of mentality, I suppose. Mm. And before that I would always have this victim mentality, you know, like, 
like when um for during school I had an eating disorder and I was always just like well why can't my body look differently and why don't people like me and why am I not popular and I would just really think like have this victim mentality and obviously not saying that like everyone who has an eating disorder is a you know should be feeling really so shouldn't be feeling sorry for themselves because it is a mental illness like it's so intense and it is really overbearing but when I was able to finally get to the point where I took responsibility for it and I was like I want to heal I want to get better I want to have a different experience of this life that's when things change rather than thinking that someone is going to come and save you because even if someone does try and save you like you if you don't want to be saved even though you're you want to be saved but if you don't want to actually get better and be pulled out of that thing it doesn't make a difference like that's why sometimes sometimes I do ask my podcast guests as well like oh what advice would you give to yourself when you're younger and I always kind of think like well why do I ask that question because it's almost kind of dumb when I think about it because like even if I went back to my younger self mm. and you know obviously we do inner child work where you can kind of give your inner child neck here what what it needs but like even if I went back in time somehow traveled back in time and gave myself the advice that I now know now like that I now know I don't think I would have been available to listen to it because I needed to go through certain experiences in life and I needed to fall and make my own mistakes in order to then be like okay I've now fallen to the bottom the only way is up what else can I do what can I do what makes me feel empowered to take action on my you know my eating disorder or my body image and now it's like my mindset my business and and that kind of thing so I think for me like it's just been such a big like journey of realizing that like yeah everything happens for a reason but it's also okay at the time if you don't necessarily feel like that you know what I mean Mm. yeah definitely definitely and like that question with like oh what would you tell your younger self like my younger version of me would not give two shits about what I would say literally my younger self would be like what are you on like I'm fine I'm sweet who do you think you are like telling me what to do like don't so I was very much in my ego when I was like Mm. younger and I actually wanted to share something because I, you know, we're both very spiritual and I got my numerology chart read, right? And I asked the lady, I was like, why has it taken me so long? Why has it taken me so long to like, you know, tap into my intuition? Mm. You know? And then she was just like, you chose, you chose to have experiences where you ignored your intuition. And I was like, what? do you me my soul bloody bloody hell (laughs) i was like what it's my fault it's my fault my spiritual ego is coming through being like are we serious and she was just like you know a lot of your work now is intuitive right and i was like yeah and then she was like how would you be able to be intuitive if you never had experiences where you didn't listen to your intuition and you felt the consequences of it Mm. and i was like oh hot damn and then she was like that's why for the last like five six years because I ignored my intuition the whole time like I knew I didn't want to work to a nine-to-five job I knew that I hated reporting to someone you could tell in my body language I didn't want to be there like I remember I would show up an hour late to my nine-to-five job holding a fucking watermelon eating it not giving a shit not caring about what meetings I had that day like that's how much my soul was like absolutely not right and my intuition was screaming dude like this is not it but I ignored it and then you know she was like yeah it's because you have to learn how it feels to ignore your intuition until you get to rock bottom. And I remember I was like at rock bottom, right? COVID hit and COVID, oh my gosh, it was like a mirror to me. I was like, shit, like the world's closed. I can't, you know, go into a restaurant and like distract myself. I can't go travel to distract myself. I, I have to meet myself in lockdown. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, my intuition was just like, here we go. 
all the times you ignored us, let's feel it all. And I'm like, Phew. and that's actually why I went to Byron because I was like, okay, if I'm going to run away from myself, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run to Byron. And then boom, this all happened. So yeah, I feel as though yeah, I agree with you. I feel as though we have to go through experiences where we fuck up and we don't know what we're doing and we know that we should be doing better or we know that we should have chosen a different option but we choose not to you know and like like you said we can't help everyone and like you know I find that with some of my clients as well it's like you know I, I can show up 100% wanting to help mm-hmm. you but if you only show up 30% nothing that I can do because you're not choosing yourself I'm choosing you but you're not choosing yourself does that make sense Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah sometimes people are so committed to being stuck in the pattern because they're so attached to a belief so for example I you know what maybe a client might be like well like no like in order to have the job that I want it has to be in this certain way and I'll be like well is that 100% true and they'll be like yeah like this is the only option and it's like well it's not true because it's just the only option that you can see right now and it's the only option that you've been conditioned to Mm. if there is always a choice there is always more opportunities like there truly truly is the only truth really is that everything is always changing nothing is permanent it's like that's the only real 100% truth that we actually have everything else is just like a social construct an idea we all agree on whatever and Mm. so it's like just but some people like are so scared to let go of it because they think if it's not this, even if this belief that I have right now doesn't serve me, if it's not this, then like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? We feel like all of the paradigms just crumble around us. And we're like, okay, well then what? Like, if I can't hold on to this thing, cling on to this belief, even though it doesn't serve me, but it's like what my mom's told me, what society's told me, what everyone else around me tells me, how can I just not believe that? People will think I'm crazy. People will think I'm not being productive. I will judge myself for not doing X, Y, Z, but it's like, you can choose to either be committed to the pattern that's keeping you stuck, or you can choose to, yes, be scared and let go of the thing that, you know, has obviously been keeping you grounded. I say in air quotes, or you can choose, okay, I'm just going to let go. I'm just going to see what happens. And this, that's really what happened to me. Like the biggest kind of breakthrough I had during COVID. And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people had more breakthroughs than I realized was I had this real moment of like, everything's going to fail, but not in a way that I was like really negative about it. I was just like, okay, it's cool. My business probably won't like run that well because people won't have disposable income because everyone's being made redundant, left, right and center. Like the world is shutting down. Like I will just shut down too. Like I, and the gyms were shutting down in the time I was still doing half fitness coaching and half mindset coaching. And that moment of surrender of me just fully being so comfortable with the idea of like, if it fails, if I have to put, pause on my business. Like I didn't want to like quit. I just was like, this might be a reality. Mm. And I just had this real moment of like, it'll be okay. Like I'll be okay. I just knew I would be okay. I just knew that I could live off like the time. I didn't really have that much savings at the time, but like, I was just like, I don't know, I'm going to figure it out. I'll go on whatever the job keeper was at the time. And I just like, I really think about that moment so often because I had been clinging onto this belief for a really, really long time that like, if my business failed, I'm a bad person. That means something about me. People are going to judge me. But when I was able to like, just fully let go of it and just like surrender. Yeah. I felt a little bit like, what am I going to do? Like where, how is this going to work out? But I think because of the environment that I was in where other people were losing their jobs and just like, it was really acceptable, I guess, to be putting things on 
on pause, I was able to have this full body experience of surrendering. And the funny thing is, is that my business didn't go down at all. It actually went completely the opposite end. And I really believe that's because I was able to let go of this conditioning that I had of if, if something fails, you're going to be a bad person. I was like, okay, so bring it bring it. Okay, fine. And then when I was really okay with it, that's when I was able to open up all of these other avenues that I didn't even know was there because I was so stuck on that one, like self-limiting belief. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely resonate with you. I find that when I surrender in general, like I'm like, yeah, it seems to be that the most results come. Yeah. Me personally, like, you know, with my TikTok, right. I was like, I'm burnt out. I'm going to take a few steps back. I'm not going to post for three days, you know? And like, you know, the rule is post every single day, like in our academy, it's like post every single day. And I was like, my body's telling me to surrender. Trust me, surrender. And I was like, okay, surrendered. And I got like 8,000 followers from doing nothing, nothing. And I was like, I thought I was going to lose followers, but if mm-hmm. anything, I've seen the most growth when I surrender. And it's like, I feel as though when we surrender, right, it's almost like, you know, we hold onto a belief so tightly that our hands are full. Mm. But once we surrender, we let go of that belief. It's like abundance comes through and we have open hands to receive it. That's how I like to see it. So that's why I'm like, okay, keep surrendering, keep surrendering. And the more that I surrender, like like you, it's just like, okay, it might not be what I think, but it's always abundance. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And like, I guess something that I do want to point out with surrendering, it's like, it's not so passive in the sense that it's like, oh, I want to work towards getting a TikTok audience or a business or a partner, like whatever situation it might be. It's like, I've done what my intuition has said I should do. Like, you know, for example, I've launched, I've, I've created the TikTok account and that felt really exciting. And now I'm going to surrender mm-hmm. or like, I've put something out there. I've asked someone on a date and now I'm going to surrender. I'm not going to sit there, check my phone every 10 seconds, look it up, freak out, call my friends, ask for advice all the time. It's like, I'm just, I've, I've done the bit that my intuition said to, and now I'm just going to surrender and trust what is meant to unfold will unfold. Like, as I was saying before, so many people I speak to every single day are indecisive. Am I making the right decision? Is this the right thing to do? What happens if something bad happens? You can't make the wrong decision. Like stop freaking out about it so much. Just give it a go. Whatever decision you make will be the perfect decision for you. And if it ends up being the wrong decision, well, at least you figured out what you don't want. At least you know that that definitely was the wrong decision. It's better to go and find that out than sit in the what if and sit in the not knowing and sit in the indecision because it's so energy draining. It's so energy draining. And like going back to kind of investing in yourself, because I've been doing this now for a couple of years, I'm really at a place with investing where I'm just like, yep, if I want to do something, I'm going to go and do it. I don't sit there and calculate exactly how much it costs and can I budget this in and how do I make it work? Because like, that's not how this game works. It really isn't. Things are always fluctuating so much more than that. And money is always coming to you. Like every single time one of my clients signs up with me, somehow they get some weird sign of abundance that comes to them that they could never even have imagined. Every single time it happens, like it without fail. And it's just like, people always think again, oh, I can only get money from my nine to five job. Trust me, my clients get money from all other crazy places. They're like, wow, I got a refund on this thing. I didn't think I was going to get a refund. Oh my God. Like my parents decided to give me some money because they won something like, oh my God, I've like, I've gotten this like discount on my whatever X, Y, Z. It's like, 
open your mind. Stop letting fear give you such tunnel vision. And so when I decided to invest uh, with our business coach, Matt, I just literally, I felt like I was feeling like I needed some support and probably, you know, to the listener as well, maybe you're feeling like, okay, I want some support. And we can try and force ourselves to find the right opportunity. You know how sometimes you're like, okay, well, I've got to get a coach now. And especially in business, maybe more, it's like, I've got to get a business coach right now and I have to go figure it out. I've got to find the perfect person, whatever it might be. But what I've learned is that like what they always say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And for me, a really big lesson that I've learned is like just being open to that opportunity lesson teacher, rather than feeling like, oh my God, I've got to go and make this happen right now. And very naturally, you know, I've been friends with Monty, who's also been on the podcast as well. She posted about having done this coaching. I'd already been recommended once before to do coaching with Matt. And then it just kind of, I just was like, yep, cool. Booked it in. He told me the options. I knew I wanted to do one-on-one. I was like, wow, like obviously it was the biggest investment that I've ever made, but I just knew. And I just made the decision and I took action and it didn't have to be this really like overwhelming, scary thing. It's just like, make it work. Trust yourself. What, like, instead of, we always think like, well, what if I pay this and I can't pay it off and I don't make money and I don't have enough money. It's like, well, now you're thinking about all of the reasons that you can't do something, which of course are always going to be available to you, but all of the reasons that you can do something are also always going to be available to you. So if you want to do something, focus on what you want to happen rather yep. than what you don't want to happen. Yep, definitely. And I want to share something that helps me navigate my life and it's a ballsy strategy, but it has helped me so much. So we can decide to live our life in choices or decisions. Do you know the difference? Mm, no, hit me up. So choices is like an inner knowing. It's like, yeah. a, yep. your body's like, yep. Like your intuition is like, yep. Like it's like before your mind gets to make that choice or that decision, your body already knows right? It's a fuck yes. You don't have to think about it. A decision is based on thinking about the past. How is it going to work? Worrying about if it's going to work, right? A decision is based on worry and fear and a choice is based on inner knowing. And I want to ask you, Nez, like how many choices have you truly made in your life where you just knew and you just acted on it without even thinking too much about the consequences or the worry or the fear of it not, like, not working out? I feel like, like I do that every day now, but I didn't used to be like that. I don't know. I couldn't give you a number. I, I didn't use, I used to be someone that was always like worrying about the right decision, I guess. Whereas now I'm just like, oh, okay, I want to text this person. I'll do it. I'll send yeah. off this email. I want to talk to this person. I'll reach out. Like I'm not, I don't sit there. And like, this is another really big thing. I think that holds people back so much is when they're trying to communicate to people, and they're texting someone and they're like, oh, okay, how should I say it? And do I say it right? And am I saying the wrong thing? And it's like, just send them the first text that comes to mind. You're wasting so much energy on trying to say the right thing, aka make the right decision. Like just send them a text, get rid of it, move on, go to the next action step. Like it is not worth all of the energy that you're putting into this action step. What, what like return is it really going to give you on all of this energy that you're investing into it? Yeah, precisely, precisely. And like, uh, you know, I see a lot of my clients like just ruminate on what decision and like, okay, how do I, like, what decision do I choose to make sure that I don't get hurt the most? Or like, you know, and it's just like, it's like that mental game and that all that energy in your mind, is it worth it? If you just chose what you felt was good in your body. Like I have never regretted making a choice and I've only made I think my big, my first choice I ever made in my life was moving to Byron. Yeah, it was just that. an inner knowing, right? I easily could have been like, oh, it's too expensive. I won't be able to find a job. And I, I would have cut off 
cut off my intuition. So I guess I want to ask you, like, I, I want your listeners to think about, like, do you guys live your life more in decisions or choices? Because I genuinely feel, because I live my life in choices. I'm like, you know, what? I want to do something, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. And my life has been so much more smoother, so much more lighter because I don't worry and I'm not scared because there's never, there's, there's no such thing as a wrong decision. Yeah. And like, I want to preface this back to like mother nature, right? There's no bad or good, wrong or right. So, and we're part of nature. So it's like, there's no way that we can actually make a wrong decision. And I also feel as a lot of people go, oh my gosh, this is such a big thing to do. It's such a big decision. It's like, no, not really. It's just a, it's just, it's just, a, just do it. Like it, you're hyping it up for no reason. Just yes. do what you need to do. Like, like when people go, oh my gosh, Vanessa, you're going to move to Byron. That's so big. And I'm like, it's, it's just like me choosing what to eat that day. It's just, yes. I, I have no emotional attachment to anything that I choose in my life. And it's beautiful because I'm like, okay, cool. I go with the flow and I'm, that's how I kind of surrender by not attaching expectations and any attachment to to the choices that I make. And it's just so much freeing. It's so peaceful. So yeah. 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 I freaking love that. Just go and do it. Like you're making it so much more of a bigger deal by putting it off. The more you put off something does not make it any easier to make that decision. Like what we were saying, if you wait until you're ready to invest in a coach, you wait until you're ready to move to Byron, it's not going to be easier. It doesn't get any easier. The sooner you take action, the sooner you're going to be able to see how much more you're capable of. But the more that you wait and be passive in it and, and tell yourself, Oh, I'll just surrender because that's not surrendering because you're not, you're not meeting the, the universe halfway and then being like, okay, I'm ready to be held. It's like, you're sitting back on the couch and expecting the universe to do all of the legwork to meet you where you're at. And that's, that's causing the universe to sacrifice. And that's you being a taker as opposed to an active participant in your life and the universe. Mm, Yeah, definitely. I definitely resonate with that. I see a lot of people who are like, okay, I'm surrendering, but they take Mm. inspired action. It's like, if you get something in your noggin, that's like, go and do it, like go and do it ASAP because there's a reason why it came through to you. There's a reason why. And like, there's this story that I heard. I don't know where I heard it from where it was like, okay, like, there was like the universe, right? And the universe plucked an idea into me, for example. And I decided not to listen to it. Then it was like, you know what? Vanessa's not listening to, to what I have to tell her. So I'm going to put it on Inez. And then you actually take action, right? And the story comes where it's like me and you, we meet like two years down the line and you're like super successful and you're famous. And you explain mm-hmm. to me what your idea was for you to get there. And it was that same idea that was imprinted in my mind. And so I feel as though that's how the universe works. If you don't listen to the downloads that the universe will give you, the universe will not keep sending you messages. It will just find someone else. And that's the harsh truth. And I tell all my clients, I'm like, if you, if you, if you decide not to listen, don't start complaining when other people take action. Because the universe wants to find a vessel, wants to find someone to actually do it. And if you're not willing Like, don't get jealous. Don't complain because it's like, it came through to you for a reason. And like, I know this might sound really aggressive, but it's like a punch in the face of some people. It's like, okay, like I was the chosen one, but then someone else did it. Have you ever like thought of an idea and then someone else did it? And you're like, oh my gosh, like Mm -hmm. I thought it. And then someone else did, oh shit, I should have done this two years ago. 
Exactly. And it's so frustrating because you see it and you're like, fuck, if only I started doing that earlier. Like I think about that with so many things. Like I wish I started my Instagram earlier because I remember I used to go to this gym where there were a lot of influencers that were there and they were, they had like hundred K followers and I felt so inadequate to them. And I was like, oh my God, I wish I could do that. And I wish I could run my online business and I wish I could show up on Instagram. And I didn't for a really, really long time. And then finally one day I like finished uni and I was like, fuck, like now is my time, like kind of now or never. And I invested in my first coach and I kicked myself into gear. And like, you know, that investment was like enough of a commitment for me to be like, all right, I've got to show up and do put my fear to the side and show up on social media. But like, I, I think about that often, even though I don't really have any like regrets and I do think everything worked out in the perfect time, but also like, I, I had the idea there for so long. Like it was not a matter of whether I was ready. It was like any time that I started, I was going to be starting at the same starting point. So I may as well have started a little bit earlier when I actually got the idea because then I would have just been, had more time to grow essentially. Um, and you don't look back at that and think, oh, I wish I invested in a coach six months later. Because that's what a lot of clients say to me when they're coming to invest in me. They're like, oh, I'm really busy now. Or, you know, like I'm whatever X, Y, Z, like I need to save up more money. I'll do it in six months. And I, I can tell you now, you're not going to look back in six months and be like, oh, I'm really glad I put that decision off. You, you never are. You yeah. look back, you always regret and you think, fuck, I should have done that six months ago every single time. So do it now. Basically take the action. A hundred, a hundred percent. Like I talk to my clients and I'm like, you know, are you glad that you invested in yourself? And all of them said, yes. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you're just like, you just like, and like most of my clients have never invested in a coach. And I know how like daunting it can be mm. to like, you know, cause with coaching, it's like, it's still a little bit taboo. Yeah. Like people mostly go to therapy. Right. Um, but I feel as though with a coaching relationship, it's, it's such a beautiful, intimate, it's, I feel as it's, it's more intimate than a yeah. therapist and a client. Like, because you end up making friends. I, I, I become friends with my clients at the end of it because I'm like, wow, I see you grow so much. And it's just, yeah, it's just like, you know, you never regret. You only regret, um, what is it? Let me say it again. You only regret not starting sooner. Mm. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing, you know. And I also want to preface this, like, I am so glad because I've got a very aggressive, assertive personality, right? Like if I want something, I'll go do it. And I think, you know, I think about, it. I'm like, imagine if I never started anything. Mm. If I didn't put myself out on TikTok, I never invested in a coach. I never did all these things. I wouldn't be able to help the people that I'm helping now. And I wouldn't be able to have this big community. And so I think like you are doing a disservice to yourself and to other people by not starting sooner. Because if I never started becoming a coach, the, my clients and the community that I've built would not know who I am and would not be on the healing journey with me. So it's not just you that you're stopping. You're also stopping the potential of helping other people. It's a ripple effect. Mm. And now I'm realizing, I'm like, shoot, imagine if I never started. Like, you know, all these people that, you know, because I've got a pretty, like, close-knit TikTok community they just are like oh my gosh I'm so grateful for your support I'm so grateful for your advice and I'm like imagine if I just never started you know it's just insane it would be a disservice to the world to hold your magic privately like you exactly yeah exactly um all right well I feel like we have covered a lot I'm gonna wrap us up there because otherwise I feel like we're just gonna talk for hours and hours which would not be bad at all but definitely come back on um the podcast I absolutely love your vibes I feel like you really bring out a playful side in me you're such an expander like every time I talk to you I'm just like 
I feel like different like neurons are pinging in my brain. And so I really, really appreciate you coming on, sharing your wisdom. Um, let's find out how we can follow you and soak up more of your magic. Easy. So you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Thriving with Vanessa. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was such a lush moment, <laughs> a lush vibe. I don't know. Inez keeps saying the word lush and I'm just loving it. So yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really... Yeah, I hope you guys found this episode interesting because we, like, we had a really great time just a chatting blast. and vibing. Vibing, yeah. Well, it's just the lush lifestyle that we lead. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 